You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Hello, <laughs> oh, welcome back to the Oz Network. Way too much personality. <laughs> yes, I have multiple personalities. Sorry, that was my Daria impression. Did it? Did it work? Hello, and welcome back to the Oz Network for another episode recap. That's random. Uh, this time it is the late, the late. It's not great. It's the great Darius. <laughs> Maybe not the best episode, but we're here to. Talk we're about gathered Darius. here today to bid farewell to the late Daria. <laughs> to, uh, Rita Claxton. Um, <laughs> we're gathered here because I said we had to watch this episode after Colin maybe suffered through vegetables, talking about <laughs> vegetables for an hour. Um, for a twenty-minute episode of Daria, here we're going to talk about season one, episode two, the invitation. Which I loved, but maybe not the best episode of Daria to talk about. But we're here anyway, because what else are we going to do? <laughs> I'm Rossi, and I'm not hardly partying or partying hard. I'm hardly interested. <laughs> and my name is Colin, and I'm kind of like, what's that thing where it's funny? Moronic? Ironic. No, no, I was right the first time. <laughs> So, before we get into it, I just want to know, Colin, right off the bat, what did you think? Because I know you were you were very hesitant to watch yeah. it a little bit. Not very hesitant, but somewhat hesitant to watch it because you didn't have the best impression going in. <laughs> so, how, does, how do you feel now after this one random episode? Well, it's it's tough because I know Jamie... Sorry, you're fired. <laughs> even when we finished recording the episode, I told Jamie, okay, we're doing Daria next week. She's like, great, I love that show. And I'm like, really? I mean, I could never get into it. Now, granted, I think I tried to watch it once, maybe twice. Uh, and, of course, as I mentioned at the end of the last episode, I mean, growing up, my brother and I were huge fans of Beavis and Butthead, and we knew Daria from the Beavis and Butthead show, so when we saw there was a Daria show, we're like, oh, we gotta check this out! And we just didn't get it, but of course, we were maybe the exact opposite uh, demographic of what Daria was going for. I mean, it wasn't going for the Beavis and Butthead crowd. It wasn't going for the King of the Hill crowd. It was really something different than Mike Judge had ever done. Um, now, having watched it this week, I kind of get the show a little more. I still don't know if it's for me. <laughs> Maybe we'll have to talk about it a little bit to figure out. Uh, it's a great show, Colin. Well, it's... it's... <sighs> I don't know. I'm going to have a lot of comparisons to King of the Hill as we go throughout this, and maybe that'll help me understand it a little bit more. We'll see. Do you think you'll watch another one? Well, I mean, ultimately, that's what it... Not that I have ones to suggest. (laughs) You wanted to do two, so that may have helped your cause. But, like, here's the thing. I walked away from this not really as interested in the show... Um, well, no more interested than I ever was before, but kind of being curious as to whether this is something that would catch on the more you see of it. Because I'll just kind of start off by saying, I mean, you know, being big fans of Beavis and Butthead, I remember when Mike Judge did King of the Hill and just thinking what a big deal that was that now he's got this other show. And, you know, I'd seen the previews and realized that, like, Hank Hill's character was basically a carbon copy of Beavis and Butthead's neighbor Tom Anderson from uh, the Beavis and Butthead show. And I was really excited about that. And I remember seeing King of the Hill the first time, maybe even watching the first two episodes and having a very similar reaction to this. I'm like, I know these jokes are funny. I know this writing is good. But there's something about the delivery that's just too dry for me. Uh, Now, having said that, eventually, the more I watched King of the Hill, the more I enjoyed it. So 
it's not that this episode's making me want to go out and watch more Daria, but I am curious if I could have that King of the Hill reaction if I saw more of this. I mean, you could. I mean, it's definitely a tough sell for humor because it's not what you sign up for when you, like you were saying, mm-hmm. it's not the King of the Hill, it's not the Beavis and Butthead. It's really um, the opposite of that. Um, you know, I, I think of when you were like, oh, you got to watch Bill and Ted's Bogus This. <laughs> and you're like, it's so great. And I was like, that is awful. It's trash. I cannot believe you made me watch that. And we're kind of at that opposite. We're like, that was the King of the Hill, Beavis and Butthead kind of jokes. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I love it. And then I was like, I hate it. And now we're kind of <laughs> flipping it. Where this is something you don't like. And I'm like, it's brilliant. So obviously we can see where our humor levels vary. Um, not entirely because we love the Golden Girls and that's its own kind of humor but I think that there's a lot of merit in the show I think it gets I do think there is a, a getting accustomed to the way that they do things I think it does break a little bit of like the comedy mold maybe mm-hmm. like the like the kind of it all I can't think of a better way to say it but there's like a break to it mm-hmm. if that makes sense Am I making sense? You're making sense, yeah. Okay. It's it's good. a completely unique delivery. And kind of like I said with King of the Hill, just that drier uh, delivery with the comedy caught me off guard. I mean, it's funny that Mike Judge, who became famous for Beavis and Butthead, which was a polar opposite. It's like very obnoxious, very loud, um, very juvenile. That he sort of made his career even more so than his animation with like his movies he's made, his live action because of the movie Office Space. I can see a lot of similarities in the style of humor with Daria and the style of humor with Office Space. It's, you know, a little bit more intellectual with the, the way the jokes are laid out. Uh, it's very mundane, a uh, little bit emo. <laughs> and, uh, I, I, I can see more of Mike Judge in Daria and Office Space than I can now with like the early stuff he did with Beavis and Butthead. I guess despite the fact that this is literally a character from the show that they're pulling in and giving a different, uh, you know, story to, mm-hmm. like, you almost have to separate it completely. Like, these are two completely different stories, completely different. Like, they're not made by the same person, just they're different. Like, and I feel like it, then you'll start to see, because I didn't know, like, I mean, I didn't know how much or how prolific, you know, Mike Judge was in terms of the you know, Beavis and Butthead. I don't. I know of it. I don't know how big it was. I don't know much about it, really. But you know, if you separate that, I feel like you can appreciate this a lot better than if you're like, oh, well, I like that. Now there's this. That's not the same. All right, that's not as good. Well, I'm sure there were a lot of 14 and 15 year old boys when Daria came out that saw a very clear separation, <laughs> just like we did. <laughs> it's like, yeah, what is the, like? I wonder the minute by minute um, viewer count of the very first episode. Yeah. <laughs> How, how quickly it took for some of these people to change it because they're like, this isn't what I signed up for. But like having said that, I mean, these shows really like it, it makes sense what you're saying that they are completely different. And that's kind of the way Mike Judge is. I mean, even when he went from Office Space, which was like the first live action movie he wrote and directed, he waited something like eight years before he followed that up. And then the next movie he made, um, oh, I'm trying to remember what it's called. It was like it's a movie that took place like a thousand years in the future and uh it was just this where society had just become uh like 
as dumb as you can imagine like the the average iq was in like the 40s or something like that and this one guy who'd been frozen in time for a thousand years is now the smartest man on the planet like completely the opposite of office space i mean i think that he just he likes trying different styles and really just seeing how can i deliver my sense of humor in completely different ways and i do think that it'll click with some audiences because like jamie's a perfect example jamie loves beavis and butthead jamie also loves daria so it is possible to enjoy both of these things. I just don't think that it's possible. If, if you have, if you no preparation, it is not possible to go into Daria for the first time thinking this is a spinoff of Beavis and Butthead and not be a little bit caught off guard. I would say just to add on to that, um, the very little I do know about the connection between Daria and Beavis and Butthead from what I've seen her character isn't that drastically different. No. So like when you do see her in cameo of the, you know, the actual show, she's not like anything different. So you kind of have a little bit of a taste of what a show centered around her would mm-hmm. be. Obviously, you're not watching Beavis and Butthead for Daria. Um, maybe someone is, but <laughs> most people aren't. So obviously, you're not going to adjust to that when it's completely all the stupidity is gone. So it, I do think you get a taste of what the show would be like from the from the bits you do see of her. Obviously, 14-year-old boys could care less, yeah. so they probably <laughs> tuned out immediately. But let's talk about The Invitation, the episode that I told you to watch. Uh, not that you had any other choice. <laughs> <laughs> so it starts with Daria and Brittany in art class, and they're talking about perspective and popping out of the picture for <laughs> picture plane I believe she said um, bursting out of the picture plane as we'll learn about later um, and this gives you a real kind of good character study about what these characters are like really quickly Brittany the ditz and Daria the smart but also disinterested character <clears throat> and through this Daria eventually will get invited to this party which is the whole Dun dun dun! The situation where the drama happens and everything. Uh, what are your takes on some of the characters that you've seen so far in the beginning? Brittany, Daria, you know, eventually Jane and others. Um, okay, so you'll have to. I, I know Brittany because they mention her name like a million times, and Daria, of course, I know. Uh, who's Jane? Is Jane that is that Daria's friend? Yeah, she's the other equally similar disinterested yeah. friend that um, she hangs out with. That's her kind of best friend throughout the whole series, really. Well, the one thing, like you said, you don't know if this is the best episode to introduce somebody to Daria. I think the one compliment I would have is that this episode shows you who all these characters are very clearly and very quickly. Um, you know, I thought Brittany had some really funny lines. The The delivery, just as much as Daria has just this dry, uh, almost depressing delivery, Brittany's is almost like a ditz on a kid's show like the the line where she's trying to teach her it's like i want you to imagine something that's really far away and she goes like the weekend it's just it's a little (laughs) bit like saturday morning you know boy meets world type (laughs) um disney channel uh hannah montana (laughs) delivery but uh but i mean i did think that she was a fun character i like the ditzy characters because it's something different. Like Daria is supposed to be, as you said, like really smart and not just smart as in intelligent, but smart as in she's quick witted. She has an insult for everybody. She's kind of like Sophia of the golden girls, you know, um, or, or um, uh, B Arthur on the golden girls. 
you know, the one that just has a response for everything. And then you have the uh, Brittany, who's the rose of the Golden Girls, who's the butt of every joke without realizing it. Uh, but the one character, and I don't know if she was introduced at the beginning, I kind of think she was, because I wasn't quite clear on who was who, but, like, Daria's sister... Easily my favorite character on the show, <laughs> just from what I've seen. And I don't know if it was her or it was Brittany in the beginning when all the guys were like, can I carry your whatever? Can I carry your whatever? And then eventually run a thing. Can I carry your, uh, uh, anything else I can carry for you? And just get that all the guys are like, you know, completely being enslaved by this girl. But was that her sister or was that Brittany? That was Quint. Yeah, that was her sister. Okay, yeah. I love the, the sister character. Like, most of my notes here... And I don't have a ton of notes on this, but I would say 25 to 30% of my notes on this entire episode are just the lines that her sister has. Uh, that, that's my favorite character on the show. Yeah, she's definitely a fun. She's. A, I think that what I love most about all the characters is they're so different. And so you got someone like Daria and Brittany in a scene, and it's like, how does this work? Like, how are you going to get a joke, or how are you going to make this work? But it works somehow, weird way. And I think the same thing with Quinn, her sister. Like, you see a lot of them going at each other. Uh, obviously, in this episode, Quinn's upset that Daria's going to the same party she is mm-hmm. and everything. So there's a lot of that. Um, I love some of the lines that... I think every character has some great lines throughout the series. I don't know. It just passed this episode. Uh, I love... I love the three guys that kind of follow Quinn are recurring they they seem to always be fascinated with her and always want to kind of one-up each other just to get out go out with her or whatever so there's a lot of gags that you get or kind of recurring jokes that you see starting here and things that carry through um what were your takes on the the family as the whole the the mother and father not that they were in this a whole lot yeah i don't remember much about the mother and father um but i did like the the dinner table scene with them and just the sisters trying to get each other in trouble i think that her sister says something like you should ground her because her room's a mess and then later on she's like i asked her to do my homework and she said she'd only do it if i paid her and then she's like wait a second that that's not helping me so i I like the bickering sibling thing they have going on i couldn't honestly tell you if the mom and dad did anything else in this show Um, (laughs) uh, i know that they were there uh, but it's mostly like the the sister thing, and, and even the, the way you said, like she's disappointed because her sister's going to the party. Um, also, was it her sister that gave the line? And I'm assuming because it's in my notes, and I love the sister character. Was, <laughs> even though I'm popular and you're not, we have some things in common. And she goes, "What like breathing?" <laughs> that was one of the few. Like Daria is definitely not my type of character. This is the type of girl that I'd be annoyed with in a movie normally. But like that breathing line was really good. Maybe that was with Brittany. It was with one of the two. <laughs> I think that may have been Brittany. I, yeah. I I don't remember exactly. Some of these lines are quick to, to kind of go past. But Daria is like that the whole time, and I think that's why I love her so much. Which is kind of the shows the opposite of why we're how we differ because I loved her so much and I think that all of her lines like the line that I opened with the one that about hardly interested I think that's so one of the funniest lines of the show like stuff like that is just what I love so much about the character. Uh, there's we get a little bit of Jane talk about I'm kind of just popping all over the place but uh, Jane is a prolific artist of the kind of the show and always is drawing and then we get introduced to her sketches of the figures that are popping from the picture plane 
um, or the model that was bursting out of the picture flame. And some, there was some funny joke about uh, paying for those bursting whatevers. I can't remember the exact joke, but that was pretty, like some just, all the whole show, all these funny and crazy lines that just come out of nowhere. And you're like, if it's not your kind of humor, obviously you're not going to get the setup, but like there's so many quick lines that you could just miss. And it's just so clever. I think that's what we praised about the golden girls is that some of the lines were just so clever and like the delivery of it all. And I think that's the same here. Um, Obviously you don't love it as much as I do. You haven't gotten to the characters as much as I have, but I think there's a lot of great humor throughout this episode in those quick lines. Um, so I guess we can just talk. Is there anything that I'm missing? I'm trying to think. They, they're at school and then they go to the party? No, I, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. They Because my notes just pretty much jump straight from uh, like the interactions, the introductions to the characters right to the party with the the Tiffany... <laughs> the Tiffany... Um, rundown of uh names okay so i guess we can just go to the party because we kind of there's not there wasn't a too much at school or at pre pre pre-party the pre-party story arc was pretty short Mm -hmm. um so i guess we can go to the party where all the popular people pretty much get invited um there is that that one girl who's really not in the show anymore i don't know who she was, but she's like breaking down who's popular, who's not popular. She's like, that person's somewhat popular. That person's not that popular at all. And I don't know how they're there. And then points to Daria and, and Jane. <laughs> um, oh, we should probably also mention the whole security guard thing that I totally mm-hmm. forgot about. And the, the art book and the whole like, my name's Jessica. And it's like that one I made up. Yeah, that was the Tiffany thing where it's like uh, <laughs> Tiffany whatever tiffany whatever and then he gives like all these names and she's uh tiffany duke uh no don't think so that's the one name i made up (laughs) and like he's so clever and then they show him the the sketches of the models bursting on the plane and he's so enamored that they have to they can just walk fast i love what it becomes of the security guard like it's such a minor character but has such a huge role in what happens at the beginning and the end of this movie uh, we also get introduced to Trent driving them. Uh, Trent is like the first appearance of Trent in the series, even though it's only the second episode. Um, but Trent becomes a bigger character. I, I mean, you probably got I had no say on what this, no thoughts really on the character. I'm guessing. Um, I don't even know who you're talking about. <laughs> Trent was the guy that drove them to the party. Oh, of course, Trent. Um, I've seen T-shirts of him in uh, Hot Topic uh, on occasion. See, I have. Dara's making a comeback. <laughs> yeah. it, it's popular with the young ones. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty soon Casper's going to want a Trent shirt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's already got Trent slippers, Trent jammies. Ah, oh, jealous. Okay, anyway. Uh, back to the episode. Um, so they get to the party. They're kind of the only ones that are not popular there. Mine is Upchuck. Um... That's the guy that they're talking to? Yeah, the guy that immediately approaches them after they're talking about the two kinds of chips at the party Mm -hmm. um, and the the fabulous decor and everything. Who gives them the guy who gives them the tour, who's also the probably one of the bigger losers, quote unquote losers of the show, also ends up being better the joke. Uh, He repeatedly picked on everything. 
And so they get a tour of the house and learn about the makeout room in the laundry room. Um, I guess I can give you a chance to catch up and tell me what you think about everything that I've kind of taught, th- touched on slash things I probably missed because I'm forgetting. Um, well, I, I don't know how much has come up here at this point. I, I, I didn't mind the whole Tiffany gag uh, with running down all the names, but again, it's the same thing with Daria. I think the the friend which with Jane you said is her name. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not the type of character that's going to click with me, but I also think that maybe the more you watch it, the more you get used to just this different type of comedy that you know, I might get it more. Um, I still love the, the scenes, just like the one earlier with um, uh, all the guys saying, can I carry this, can I carry this? And I think this was also with um, uh, her sister. Uh, what's the sister's name again? You said Quinn? Quinn. Yeah, when... Um, the guys keep saying, uh, uh, you know, here, let me get you a drink. She goes, oh, I like crushed ice. And they go off to crush the ice. And then the other guy. Before they're like, by the way, so-and-so sleeps with yeah. teddy bears. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was one of my two favorite parts of this episode. Where it's like, he sleeps with the teddy And they're just going back and forth, basically trying to tear down the other guys. And the whole time she's saying, ooh, I really like my ice crushed. So the one guy goes off to crush it. And then uh, he's like, oh, I really like those, those like twisty things and he goes off and it's like i like my crackers square and he just bites the four sides off of it and the one guy's i heard that he's a sloppy kisser and she just sort of looks at him, and like what he goes oh, i heard it from a girl <laughs> that was one of the two parts of this episode that actually made me laugh out loud so uh yeah oh, i get it. it's all quinn it's all quinn <laughs> well we gotta, I gotta pick another quinn episode next okay okay go next for it <laughs> um obviously these you know Daria and Quinn, identified as not popular by the random popular girl, articulating who everyone is and who everyone's uh, popularity status is and this and that. But then these two guys, one of which I think was one of the guys that was hitting on Quinn. (laughs) Maybe that was just at the image, but tries to talk to them and say if they're partying hard or hardly partying (laughs) and they're hardly interested... Uh, except Jane's interested in Bobby Bighead, as one of them is called. And then eventually you find out that she goes to the makeout room, the laundry room, and finds a sock attached to her jacket and everything. Uh, Quinn spends most of the episode hiding behind the tiger, avoiding the boys, I think. Yeah. She's avoiding some... Yeah, she's just avoiding the guys. And as they continue to fight over her, even though she's done absolutely nothing... <laughs> Uh, and then Daria, there's that moment where Daria is trying to talk talks to them and says all these embarrassing things about Quinn, <laughs> like about do you want to go home and see the photo books and this and that and everything. Um, and then eventually these three boys get into a fight over who should, uh, imp- who's like who's gonna be their her boyfriend or whatever. I've kind of missed exactly what they were fighting for. I think they were just fighting. <laughs> I mean, did you appreciate that at least, or is there nothing? Is is that the end of your enjoyment? Well, no, there was a couple other good moments in here. Well, I guess the two things that I really made me understand that this is what show, this show's about was kind of the outsider, uncool kids not being picked on, but just not being understood, like you mentioned. And, and the best moment of that in the episode was when um, 
all the girls were sort of looking at um, Daria and her friend, and they're saying, it's like, look at that one. Jane. Yeah, Jane. Jane. Sorry. Uh, Daria and girl. Daria and girl. <laughs> uh, sister. <laughs> guy. <laughs> but Casper's jammies. Uh, that's how I remember the characters. Uh, but when she's like, the one with the glasses, her face looks weird. It's all the same color. And they're like, uh, no makeup? He goes, is that like a new look or something? I thought that was one of those examples of it's like, it's clever writing. It's a clever joke. But it's just the delivery was way too slow. You know, a joke that should take no more than five, six seconds to just you know, power through seemed to go on for like 30 seconds where it's like, what's wrong with her face? Is it a different color or something? I think she's not wearing makeup. Is that a new look? Like, uh, it's, I just, I don't, maybe it catches on after a while, but it's, I want some of this a little bit faster. Um, but going back to Quinn, my favorite character again, love the moment, uh, of the guys, uh, still fighting over her and everything. And then when she says, Oh, I gotta go to the bathroom and, the one guy says, you need some help? She goes, it's a bathroom! Just, like, storms <laughs> away from her. Uh, my favorite character is still just going to say it. <laughs> and that's the second part of the episode that actually really made me laugh out loud. It's a bathroom. <laughs> she's, she's, I, I think I love all the characters because they're so different. And, like, I've said that already, but, like, they're just, like, the play of all these different people. Obviously, some of the guys that we, the three guys that we talk about loving Quinn so much are just kind of one note. But some of the the stuff that Quinn and Daria get to come out with is pretty great. Um, eventually, the the girls, Daria and friend, as you like to call her, <laughs> they leave the party um, after the security guard is looking for Jane, aka Tiffany Duke, mm-hmm. um, to meet the models that she photo- her sketched. Um, which then causes all the rowdy teens to come in and and then people are complaining and then the police show up and everything it gets, goes downhill here. And I love the line when the police knock on the door and oh, what was it? I think it was Brittany was like, are we on TV or something like that? I think she came out with, I forgot mm-hmm. the exact line, but she said something really funny and I was just like, that's Brittany. Well, it's um, like the, the cops showed up and she says, oh, are we going to be on cops or something along those lines? Yeah, it was just something really ridiculous. She's like, no. Oh my god. Uh, and then I, my one of the best parts is when they're at the Jane and, or sorry, Daria and friend, Daria and girl, are sitting at the gate, <laughs> taking over the responsibility, and they're like polling these people to come in. And one of them's like, "You look too young to be doing this." And it's like, "No, we're wearing a disguise. We're actually much older." <laughs> And then what? And they're like asking guys like trivia questions to get in. Like how? I I don't get how you don't love that. Come on. It would have been better if Quinn was involved. You're just against this slow <laughs> delivery, which I kind of am. We'll, we'll we'll talk more about that on the end. Because uh, I think that's I love it so much just because of that. And then Quinn comes walking in, and she's soaked from the laundry exploding. Like the laundry suds coming everywhere. I don't remember if she was in there or what happened, but all of a sudden the laundry explodes and she's coming in soaking wet. And she's, and they're gonna, she's like, how are we gonna get home? Walk. <laughs> she's like, I'm not walking in the wet shoes. And then Epchuck comes in and it's like, I'll take you home. Or he's like, I need a knight in shining armor. 
And I love when Daria's like, can we just take the armor and ditch the knight? Yeah, I didn't write that in my notes, but that, now that you mentioned it, I did kind of like that line. Oh, finally. <laughs> took the entire episode for you to get a like out of anyone but Quinn. <laughs> oh, and the guys beat themselves up, and she, like, leaves the party mm-hmm. after they've destroyed the house and, and like, just pass out from beating each other up. You have, you just have, you have to. I don't get how you don't find any enjoyment out of this, anything other than Quinn. It really is the delivery because you know, as you were running through this and even talking about like uh, the things you appreciate with Daria's character and some of her lines, because I really didn't take any notes on Daria. I, I think she's the character that I zoned out the most for, and I know it's her show. Um, I think what worked better with her. And this is probably something that when you get used to the other characters, maybe, you know, she would grow on me. Is it what worked better with her on Beavis and Buttheads? It was the exact same character, but it was always just her giving these kind of snarky remarks towards Beavis and Butthead, and they just didn't realize it. And she's really doing the same thing with everybody else here, but I don't find that these characters have as much personality. You know, it's very easy to get making fun of Beavis and Butthead. It's not as easy to get making fun of Quinn, because in a way, not knowing these characters, yeah, Quinn seems a little bit superficial, but she doesn't seem like a bad character. So it almost just makes Daria seem unlikable. But this style of humor and even just the the idea of, I don't know, the 90s, uh, the differences in 90s teenagers and that, that the, the culture shock. Uh, I've mentioned it many times pretty much on any single podcast we have, but one of my all-time favorite movies, Scott Pilgrim vs. The World which I honestly think we need to watch that because it is the same thing. Like, I feel like the show Daria, if these characters were 21, 22 years old, they would be in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. It's just you're introducing really over-the-top fight scenes and, you know, a lot of video game references and a little bit more of a satire. But there are there is at least one character who plays the drummer of Scott Pilgrim's band in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, who is Daria. And... As we run through these Daria lines, I can imagine her delivering the lines, and it's just, it's funnier to me because it's faster. The, the jokes are coming faster. You're not drawing them out. Um, I don't know. It's, it's just, it, it, it clicks more with me. Now, having said that, I appreciate this more having gone through a recap than I did when I finished it, because I think when I finished this episode, all I said to Jamie was, I don't get it. <laughs> now I'm like, as you're mentioning some things, I'm like, yeah, I guess that's kind of clever. Like you have to, if you, if you don't like the humor, you have to appreciate that there's clever wordplay. Oh yeah, and that's why I said right dialogue. Yeah, like I said right at the beginning, like it was the same reaction I had when I saw King of the Hill for the first time. I'm like, I get this is like this is clever, this is you know smart writing, but I just don't get the dry delivery. And and eventually it caught on for me for King of the Hill. I see the same thing here. I just it's not making me laugh. I will say there are some characters that you probably won't like going further. Um, some of the popular girls in this episode, like haven't, as we, as I mentioned on the last episode, there was a little bit of, you know, they're still getting their feet. The voices aren't quite exactly what they will be. Um, and most of the popular girls, I think the main characters are pretty set. Like, you know, Quinn, Jane, Daria, those people are set. I think some of the minor characters in the background are still working on getting their voices to what they normally are. And you won't appreciate the, the popular girls who was like, is that her face? Like, it's not, it's mm. not makeup kind of stuff. Was actually fast for what their voices are going to become. 
because some of the popular girls, oh, their voices go so much slower. Oh. And... Well, but again, it depends, I guess, on the tone and if the way that you kind of did the go so much slower, it just made them sound dumber, which actually would give them more personality. I feel like more than anything, it's not just the speed of the delivery of the jokes. It's a lack of personality from all the characters. So yeah, maybe there's another thing that would improve over time, but j- just out of curiosity, cause I'm kind of saying, I see that there's potential for this, but I'm just, I'm so not used to it. What was your reaction the very first time you saw this? Was it like, I instantly love this show or is it something that did take a little bit of getting used to? I don't, uh, I'm trying to remember. Cause I remember, like, I do think that there was part of me that was like, I loved it immediately, but then there's a part of it. Like you got to get used to it. Like I feel like anything, like even the golden girls, which we both rave about. But I feel like if you just watch the first episode, you may not be like, hmm. Like, the first episode, like, Sophia's coming in, like, from Shady Pines, and she's, like, mad and yelling at Dorothy and all this kind of stuff, and you, like, may not respond immediately. Mm-hmm. So I think that there's a part of it, like, the more you're used to it, the, the familiar the jokes are, the, the cleverness, you'll see the cleverness more. Like, if you just watch a random one-off Golden Girls, you may not appreciate it. And I feel like the same for this. I think there is a lot of depth to the story, the characters, the the jokes. I think there's a lot more depth that we may not be seeing in just one episode. Mm. And I think that sometimes, you know, we talk we we do random episode recaps that are like people suggested an awful or a great episode of TV, but you don't know everything. It's yeah. hard to get a feel for the show in one episode. Like you showed me the Great Vegetable Rebellion, <laughs> which is the most like non-canon episode of the entire show. Yeah. And I told you my favorite character was the, like the least interesting character mm-hmm. in the series. <laughs> so like that just shows that you can't really get a show off one episode. Yeah. And I would definitely say that this one is that, you know, you, you said you liked it because you got to understand the characters in this, but it's not like the epitome of the show entirely because there's so much more that you haven't seen. But I love, I love the show now. I don't, I can't remember entirely if I loved it right when I first saw it, but I definitely think you have to warm up to it. Agreed. Uh, I mean, it's high school students, too, so you're going to have to, like, process a little bit because, you know, not everyone's like, oh, high school, yes, they're in high school, ooh, I love this. Mm. Like, there's a little bit of, like, okay, they're young. You got to, like, adjust to, like, what you're watching as well. Uh, and that's that's it. Uh, we kind of sped through this. Um, I don't remember the entire episode entirely, so that's kind of why. But <laughs> I think we covered it all. Knows. But yeah, I mean, this episode is really quick. It was 20 minutes. I'm like 50 minutes or whatever of vegetables. <laughs> I'll never get over that. <laughs> um, but yeah, well, we have to rate this, right? We sure do. What are you going to give it, Colin? What say <sighs> you? <laughs> only, I will accept only one answer. Uh, well, it's not going to be the answer you like. Uh <laughs> If I'm being honest, just because Don't say it. it didn't click with me on Don't this viewing, Don't I would probably bin this one, but I will say, as a disclaimer, I'm closer to renting it than I was when I finished it last night, <laughs> and originally when I remember you said, well, can we do two episodes, I-, I thought to myself when this finished, I'm like, thank God we only did one. 
Now, if you were to, just as an experiment, in a couple of weeks, throw out another episode of Daria, I'd be very curious, like very curious, to see if it would improve. So that's almost a challenge for later on. Because I kind of looked at the same way with Corner Gas. You were like, you know, I don't get this. And I think it is very similar with Corner Gas to this because you really have to understand a certain style of humor to get it. Like if you're not used to – that was one of the first things you pointed out. It's like there's just something so weird with with the – the, the the style of humor with Corner Gas. I'm like, yeah, you know, it, it's very Canadian and it's also very distinctive for Corner Gas. And I'm, now I kind of look at that as a challenge. I'm like, man, what episode would be the best if Rossi started to get used to the show where he'd start to understand it? So that there's a challenge for you, maybe somewhere down the road. I, I'm very curious to see whether this is something that I would enjoy more the more I see it. But a bit okay. for now. <laughs> I mean, that is fair. I've been both of your episodes. <laughs> In all so. fairness, I should have been my second one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you should have. I don't know why you didn't. Because <laughs> um, TV Guide said it was the 76th greatest episode in television history. Because TV Guide's always right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but just to balance out a bin, I will give it a bye. Um, shocker. Just because I love this show so much and that I think, with the exception of like a few episodes, I think I love every episode. There's only a few that I'm like, oh, okay, maybe not. But on the whole, I love this show. I love the series. I love everything about it. I love all the characters. So I'm going to buy it. Um, unlike the two episodes you made me watch, <laughs> I probably been. <laughs> but that is it for our traditional random um episode thing that we're doing yeah but we're not done yet we're not done we're stepping into a little bit of a different territory a little rebranding for the future because lost is not coming back for the rest of the year so uh why don't you just say it because i'm not entirely sure what i'm gonna say so um well just like we did back in october we'll we'll kind of give this a theme month and we're gonna pick all random TV shows, random episodes. Well, it technically won't be random episodes. It's still going to be random TV shows for Random Rewatch Monday, but it's going to be all Christmas-themed episodes, naturally, because it is Christmas. Um, I mean, I think technically we're actually going to be going up to New Year's Eve on this as well. So uh, we have ahead of us four Christmas episodes and one New Year's episode we're going to have to find. Uh, I'm not sure how the alternating is going to work out, who's going to get the New Year's one, but we're each going to get two choices of Christmas episodes. And uh, I know one of them that's coming up, unless something changes, we won't say exactly what it is yet because it still could change, but you have your first Christmas one lined up, which is something that basically is going to be brand new. It's going to be something airing this year. But uh, starting next week, we're going to do, and, and this is going back to what we did last year for Halloween and not a TV show, an episode of a TV show, but a TV special. And I'm picking to kick off our Christmas month on Random Rewatch Mondays, 1964's Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Uh, this is the Claymation special. It's the longest-running uh, animated special in TV history. It has run now for, what, 55 years straight, 54 years straight, ever since it aired. And I did make a mistake last week when I mentioned that Lost in Space was our uh, oldest TV episode we'd ever covered uh, because I forgot we did the the Charlie Brown uh, Halloween special. Oh. 
You liar. Yeah, so, but we are going back even further than that, and this will now officially become our oldest recap ever, 1964's Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. So, um, I don't know, Rossi, do you remember much about this? Like you said, I guess anybody here has seen Before I even ask you that question, I remember, I don't even remember what it was, but we're going years back. We're covering either an episode of Survivor or an episode of The Amazing Race, and I had made a reference to the Rudolph animated special that we're about to watch. And I'm on an episode with like Noah and Ben and Jared all from Australia. And they're like, what, what are you talking about? Like as if I was crazy. And I'm like, you know, that special with Rudolph. And I'm like, there's a dentist and the snowman. And they're like, um, are you okay, Colin? I guess this is something that's really only here in North America, but here, I guess everybody has seen it. Like, I'm assuming you're the same as me, and this is on every year, and whether you're a fan of it or not, you've probably seen it a dozen times. Oh, yeah. Definitely seen it a handful of times. I know it's on every year. haven't seen it every year, but I've watched it, loved it, enjoyed it, so. Lots of songs, um, lots of craziness. <laughs> it's going to be fun, so. Lots uh, of clay. <laughs> lots of clay, <laughs> I don't know if um, this is going to be airing, like, when it airs, uh, because I think that, like, these TV specials will start airing, you know, uh, as after Thanksgiving. If it hasn't been on, everybody's seen it a million times. You can still follow along with us. So we'll be back next week to do Rudolph the Red-Nosed Ranger. Maybe we'll even do some karaoke. We'll see. Ooh, don't tease them too much. <laughs> uh, we're driving them away right now. If they listen to our Grease karaoke that... Uh, well, I'm driving them away. We have yet to hear you do karaoke. Uh, that's that's the extent of my karaoke. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed it. Um, so that's it. We'll be coming back to you soon. There's episodes to catch up on. Um, go back and listen to our Golden Girls episode recap. Listen to the, the plants talk in the last one. Uh, and all the other stuff that we've got going on. Movies. Santa's sleigh. Go listen to that. Yes. Um, you're in for a treat. I was not on it, but you're in for a treat. And other things that Colin is doing with Ben. But that'll be it for us in our Daria recap. Uh, I'm Rossi. I mean, sorry. I'm Tiffany Duke. And I am the friend of Tiffany Duke. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.